talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with the rottenest of soldiers, the sweetest of cheeses. There's another one in there. Jesse, how you doing? <laughs> I am doing pretty good. Thank you for that wonderful intro. <laughs> how's your uh, how, how's your weekend? It was fun. I I went to a community college football game, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I was thinking about it today, and I was like, "This is this is dope." <laughs> the, the, like, <laughs> like, like I like that. Like it's the community college I went to. What community college did you go to? Uh, I went to like Mission Hills and. Like Didn't you go to Pierce? That. Pierce or something? I did. Like? I did go okay. to Pierce for a couple classes. Like, so I went to JP College and they played Pierce, I guess, be, in, like oh, earlier, really? earlier in the season. And I was like, oh, I should have thought of that. And we could have been like, hey. That would be cool. Yeah. That, that just brings like memories of us going to like, like the, the games at our college when we were going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just joking around about how bad the situation is. Yeah, like, uh, so I go to this community college football game, and it's basically, I I kid you not, it's a high school game atmosphere without the high school students. There wasn't even students from the college there. It was just the parents of the players playing. And maybe, like, you know, you know how every, like, local sports team has, like, that one old guy who's always carrying, like, his, uh, um, like, those seats those those cushiony mm-hmm. seats with them and like a bunch of stuff and like a random like scarf they had like a few of those guys <laughs> and then just parents and i don't know why as like a as a 30 something year old person like getting like the high school mm-hmm. football experience without the high schoolers was actually really enjoyable to watch and so like it was like you're watching athletes who are like one of these like at least a handful of these guys are gonna play college football at a decent school at some point yeah, that's a good point. So, so yeah, so I was like, oh, so that's what I did. That was that's what I've had going on this weekend. My, uh, you know, we're talking about college basketball, college football, college sports in general, and uh, my favorite memory of of you is at one of the basketball games. The our mascot's not only this like scrawny horse, but for mm-hmm. some reason in this game he was like super buff. And then, like, he's, like, going to, like, girls and, like, guys and, going, like, uh, like talking to them, like, in the stands. And then, like, Brango's, like, yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Hey, want want to try a protein sample? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why. I I started just crying. I I would say, like, one of our purest, happiest moments that me and you have probably shared was when me and you used to go to Cal Poly and we would be there all day you know, cause we're having classes and then we would check the schedule and we would, and since we had, we were students, we could go to for free. We would just watch a division two college basketball game at night. And, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to pretend like it was sold out, but I'm <laughs> but, but, but there was, there was like, you know, like at least like one side of the stands would be like half full and the other one would kind of like not be full yeah, unless there was like an important game, like when there was an important game, there was like a couple games we went where it's like it was sold out basically. Oh yeah, the playoff game that was pretty. Yeah, cool. so like, but those like were like some of like if I I look back, and like my college experience, it was like it would be like hanging out with you. Me and you t- had two different majors, so like our schedules were different. But whenever we had a break, we'd text each other like, "Hey, where you're at on campus," and then we would go to a basketball game, or if we didn't go to a basketball game, we went and played like racquetball. Or is that what was that what it's <laughs> yeah, called? Yeah, I think it was racquetball. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah. So good times. I, I have a, I have a story. But I, I'm not going to share it on the pod. <laughs> but all, all I remember is one time I was playing Xbox somewhere and I accidentally uh, knocked the Xbox. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know who this is. Spot, so. <laughs> and I told her that, but, but it worked. It, it, it kept working. So it was fine. But like when it happened and uh, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I felt like I, was, I felt like I was somewhere where I wasn't 100% welcome. 
<laughs> and then I, I I knocked the Xbox down. So uh, I love that one. That was a good one. Yeah. So it was funny too because I was going into this pod and like during this whole off season, me and you were like, hey, let's stretch out our little beginning time because there's not much to talk about. And finally, we have an episode to talk about. And we still stretched out our intro a little longer than I thought we would. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that, guys. Yeah, it's... By the way, we dropped a, a new logo. It's the same logo, but different colors. And if you want to... I I uploaded them last night thinking it was going to take a lot longer to register. And then they went up right away. And I was like, oh, this is a little too early. Hopefully hopefully, no one's like just randomly on their podcast app looking for our podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, they were supposed to drop, quote unquote, on media day. Today is media day. And from probably one of the most positive fans to one of the most jadest fans. Is jadest a word? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to just <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move on from that one. <laughs> we're going to leave that one in the review mirror. <laughs> uh there's a lot of context, and we're going to get into the context. Media day, trades going on in the NBA about about why we feel the way we feel about things. But, Jesse, at this moment, before we talk about media day, how do you feel about the Clippers season starting? You know, it's a little bit difficult, right? Because uh, I'm a little bit annoyed that we still haven't gone James Harden. But same time, I'm I'm still hopeful, and, I'm, and I enjoyed what I – I heard of the media day, especially from like Kauai um, and, Westbrook, and Westbrook. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the season now, I guess, after hearing from the players. Yeah, I we have some friends that could uh, prove prove what I'm about to say is that yesterday when certain things happened around the NBA, I responded in a very like negative manner. And I was like, man, this is like, what are we doing as a franchise kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But then today, you know, I start I start seeing like players at the podium. I, I start seeing those like, you know, those social media reels where people are taking photos and stuff like that. And like I I, I, I kind of became like the Kings and Queens meme. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna have that little smirk and I'm like, yeah, man, Clippers basketball is about to start. This is great. <laughs> like, like they they could have Steve Ballmer playing power forward and me playing point guard on that team, and and I would still be like, man, Clippers basketball is about to start. I'm looking forward to this. Like we could be the worst team in the NBA, and I'd be like, ah, oh, this is this is my life here. <laughs> there's always that chance, right? That hope. There's always that chance, and then you know, like we could give you a hundred reasons why. We shouldn't have brought back half the roster we brought back. And even then, I'm still like, man, I'm excited to see these guys play. Maybe, maybe there's a couple players where I'm like, uh, you're just, you're literally just wasting the photographer's film (laughs) taking a photo of you because I wish you were not there. (laughs) Can we talk how bad about, can we talk about how bad the quality was, the audio? Like, oh, some of them were like, yeah, like I know some like, uh, some media people are just like, hey, here's my, Here's my cell phone, and can you please talk into it? Uh, but yeah, some of them are like, yeah, some of those situations, and like even like the stuff at the post conferencing. And I guess like the audio is meant for the people there and not necessarily for us. Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, hey, I wish I heard that for myself instead of uh, trying to read four people's tweets that all have <laughs> a different quote. <laughs> but uh, that's media. I think I, I think I said that last year too. I'm like, hey, uh, we're gonna make some. We're gonna talk about some quotes, and uh, there's about four different takes on the same quote. So uh, bear with us. This is this is, this is this is the time of the year where it's like you want the quote in front of you, but you're okay to paraphrase because everyone paraphrased. Yeah. So, um, any particular players you want to start off with, or do you want to start off with Tyloo? Because Tyloo did go first. Okay. So unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't hear about the Tyloo. I, I saw some points and some quotes. So yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all ears, and I will I'll chime in on what I what I can for that one. So Tyloo goes up there. I think, and I think like for the most part, what I like so far from a like just a general thing is like I feel like the franchise has been relatively quiet this offseason, except for maybe Paul George, you know, because <laughs> of his podcast and stuff like that. But for the most part, the franchise in general, I feel like has been pretty quiet 
except for like moments where like you know Lawrence Frank will do his own little presser somewhere and he did one like a week ago and he, you know I don't like to give those too much weight because I feel like he's just trying to say all the right things like you know but today I felt like there was a pretty transparent real side to things and I don't feel like we've seen too much of that in, in the past and so I think it was really cool. I don't know if there was a a, a team note, basically like, hey, let's show a little bit more transparency or let's be a little bit more honest or it could all just be like total like BS too. They're just saying things to make the fans happy, you know, like it could be it could be nothing like the first thing I would like to talk about is like there was like a quote or a, a paraphrase from a Ty Lu about uh, Robert Cummington, and he uh, he basically said Rocco deserved to play a little bit more last year, and that's my fault. And that's interesting because I feel like usually they'll just be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just fine. We we assume there is some reason why they didn't. But uh, what what are your thoughts on Ty Lu's uh, maybe admitting that he should have played Rocco more? Uh, I think it shows that he, as a coach, is willing to evaluate what he did last season and hopes to improve from that. And I saw it as a positive sign. You know, he saw that he was wrong in not playing Marcus Morris a little bit too long when he sh- when he should have gave Roku some more minutes or a longer leash. And it seems like he wants to learn from that. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think he's willing to make adjustments and change things. So the opti- the optimistic side of this is he's he's realizing that maybe Roko is more valuable to this team than Marcus Morris. That's the that's the positive look on it. The negative look on it is he's just saying this knowing that Roko is going to be traded anyway and he doesn't have to play him again this year. So he's like, "Oh yeah, last year I should have played him more, but and I'll try this year, and then this year he's going to be gone by the end of training camp. Like <laughs> I feel like that's 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 a negative take on it. Uh, but, that's a Charlie Day take. Yeah, that's the conspiracy. <laughs> that's the red yarn. Like he's just saying, he's just saying all the right things, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, this guy's out." <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, the only the, the thing that kind of makes me giggle if you look into this is like, yeah, he should have played a little bit more, like based on not playing really all year, a little bit more is just like, here's an extra two minutes a game. <laughs> and then like that, I mean, he played two minutes every other game. That's like, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know if him playing a little bit more is <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like really saying much, but yeah, like I, 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 this was a surprising start to, I feel like the pressers and stuff like that. Yeah. I agree with you. He also mentioned, like, I think someone mentioned to him that, like, maybe Terrence possibly being the starting lineup, which would make it uh, Russ, Terrence, Paul, and Kawhi, and then Zoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he just straight up said, he said on the, like, someone on the lines of, like, you're smart. And basically, we'll see. And so we might get uh, Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. I would assume that's based on if we don't get another player, but I I could I could rock with a Russ Terrence starting lineup, putting Kawhi at the four and stuff like that. Like, yeah. All right. Do you? How do you feel about Terrence starting? And if you think this is just BS, um. I... I don't, know if, I don't know for sure if it's BS, but my feelings on the lineup itself is, uh, dude, I would love to see that. I think Terrence Mann, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook gives some athleticism, some quickness, right? Um, more fast-paced game. So, yeah. I, and then you have some steady defense from both great players. I mean, Russell Westbrook can play really good team defense. So, yeah, it sounds like a really good lineup. Uh, whether or not he does it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that that's a good transition to Kawhi because, like, Kawhi mentioned, and, and I think he had more interesting quotes, but, like, just a kind of transition here. He was like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really played a position. Like, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I haven't really played a, uh, a certain position for, like, six or seven years. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, all right. Like, so... <laughs> So you could play the power forward, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm like, why 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 did we rock Morris and and Batum and all that for like you could have just you could have just played it like <laughs> but all right cool like then sounds like you're good you're sounds like your game now does uh does Lou know about that <laughs> like, does Lou know you're down or like, and I, I guess like the overall arching theme of today is like I feel like last year we made a lot of excuses for the way things are in terms of like rotations and stuff. It just felt like this year they were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to play or I could play anywhere. I could do this. It just felt like a very we're going to do what it takes to win kind of attitude this this mm. this media day. And I, I I think that's a breath of fresh air, especially when all we've done all offseason is just speculate how the Clippers are going to go into this next season. And mm-hmm. I think what we needed was something a little bit more concrete, and that's probably a big trade, right? Yeah. But at least following media day, the team's a little. It sounds like they're in a better place. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. It was a, a. To me, I think that was probably one of the biggest uh, takeaways from was from Kawhi's media day and his, you know, post conference conversation. Uh, you know, it's not, I think like last season, you know, I was so jaded with the lack of information that was told to us as fans. Um, but actually hearing Kawhi defend himself was pretty nice and be vocal about, you know, his situation health wise, right? Like he made it really clear. He was like, if I could play, I'll play. Right. Like mm-hmm. in all these other examples, you guys giving me like I got I tore my ACL. I was playing hurt when I was in Toronto. That's why they low managed me the whole season. And it was nice to hear him defend himself instead of just like, you know, brushing it off like it's not a big thing. Um, I think it shows that he cares about his reputation as a player. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't, I didn't think of it like that, but that's true. Yeah, I think I think that's like something that was important to us that maybe we feel like wasn't important to him, but he's kind of showing that he is. Yeah, and that he cares and he doesn't want that stigma on him. Um, and the fact that he thought that rule was kind of ridiculous because you're implying these guys don't want to play. And yeah, I was just like, yeah, you know, these are really good points. I appreciate that, but at the same time, I'll do my red yarn thing. Uh. Why the fuck you just didn't say anything about it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like why? Why be so secret about it? Like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you said I'm hurt, I have something that's messed up. I think the, I think us as fans and people in the NBA will say, ah, oh, makes sense. But now the talk is, well, Kawhi is he reliable? Is he reliable? Can he can he play a whole season? Right. So there's good and bad, I guess. For every take yeah game. like Kawhi. so I, like Kawhi mentioned like someone brought up like the new policy and basically uh responded with like there was two there's multiple different quotes on like the exact quote but basically on the lines of like what's the policy and then he he kind of goes on to say like a new policy is not going to basically like I'm using my own words, but it's not going to make or break whether he plays or not. Like this new policy is not like if he's hurt, he's not going to play. If he, you know, like he's just straight up about it. But like he said something interesting. He said, nobody is trying to get in so many, so many games. Like went, hold on. Like nobody is trying to get in so many games says when he is healthy, he will play. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to read a quote. <laughs> it's, it's like the last episode when I uh, the first time reading. <laughs> Kawhi says when he is healthy, he will play. I'm not a guy that's sitting down do, doing a load management. If the league is trying to mock what I did with the Raptors, they should stop. I was injured that whole year, and like I've, I've, I I kind of respect him like barking back at it. Like I yeah. I really do. Like they the Clippers were used as the as the poster of like this new policy and he was like no i was hurt like he was like to be honest he was coming off a torn acl last year mm-hmm. and just because jamal murray could play more games you know Kawhi's like no nah, i'm all right i've been in this league long enough to realize that's not best for me mm-hmm. and but he's basically he's said like hey if he's good to go he's gonna play this year and yeah. they're showing up the training camp healthy yeah, I, and I think I responded to my whole take I was going to go into about, you know, why just didn't you be more clear about it? But I think there's a saying, right? You're damn if you do, you damn if you don't. So if he does that situation where he, you know, says that there comes out that they're he's injured, you know, he can't play, 
And look, what's the talking point now about mm -hmm. his health? All right. Yeah. If, so if you had the secrecy, you're just complaining about the lack of transparency. So either way, it's it's a lose-lose situation for him as a player. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of see how he approached it. Uh, do I like it personally from my experience? No. But hearing him defend himself, I appreciate that. And right. it makes it more understandable now in that context, right? Yeah, and uh, it feels like he's ready to go. And like you said, like you made a good point that it seems like he's – trying to prove that like he wants to be there and i think that's important but to the fans and maybe to himself and maybe around the league you know um paul george do you like i feel like i've listened to paul george talk all off season mm -hmm. you know that i feel like like the, the one thing he kind of was he kind of mentioned he didn't like the whole like they didn't take the season serious thing last year like he wasn't vibing with the whole narrative on that Mm -hmm. uh, but outside of that, like, did, was there anything that Paul said that sparked your interest? <laughs> um, not really. Uh, mainly because I feel like we've heard a lot from Paul and his perspective. I feel from his podcast. So, um, and it's that's not in, in a bad way. Yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to playing like Paul George. I never had an issue with Paul George. I think my issue was mainly with Kawhi the whole time, and. Yeah. The fact that he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder, he wants to show people who he was and who he is. Because it's crazy the narrative around Paul George, man. Like when you have like a college player saying like his favorite basketball player isn't LeBron James, isn't Kobe, isn't MJ, and he says it's Paul George, and he gets roasted for that. People forget how good he was. Oh yeah, you know when he was like when he was healthy. Before the injuries, people forget this guy was one of the best two-way players in the league. Oh, and and, and to throw to throw something out there, I'm gonna just be real about this, and I know somebody's gonna be like, "I'm a hooper," and you're wrong, but I'm just gonna be real about it. There's no one in the league that plays like Paul George, like two-way and being as smooth as he is on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, someone who could just you know take step back threes, create his own shot. And still to do it at this point in his career, and still be one of the most effective defenders at the like, there's there's li literally no one in the league like him. Yeah, and if there no, that's are, really good point. there's a lot of two way players, but even like Kawhi's not like him. Like LeBron's not like him. You know, there's a lot of two way players in this league. Jimmy Butler, he's not like Paul George. Mm -hmm. Like, no, yeah, Paul George plays like some of the smoothest basketball. I understand he turns the ball over sometimes, but he plays the smoothest basketball. On the offensive end, it looks so it, like sometimes he makes it look so easy, mm -hmm. and so for like players to come out of college and be like, oh, I actually like Paul George, like, like yeah, they probably saw his game and was like, man, this is really cool, and nobody else is doing this. Yep, I agree, definitely. Oh. He, so he he's gonna be on his bully ball. He's on the slam yeah, cover, exactly. uh, but uh, were you gonna say something? No, that's exactly what I was gonna go with. Like that's just that was a quote I needed from him. That tells me a lot, you know. Uh, I already heard, I already heard the legacy. I understand that. Like he's getting up in that age, and he doesn't know how long he can do it for, and he wants a championship. So I understand that. But like for him to say like I'm going to come in with a chip on the shoulder, chip on the shoulder, and show, remind these guys who he is. I'm looking forward to it. And before we move on from Paul and Kawhi, I just want to say something is we've probably have said on this pod that maybe we have to move on from these guys, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're halfway through December and we're saying the same thing. But I just want to say, like, as a Clipper fan who has had many years of not having stars on our team, it feels really cool having these guys on our team, especially being Southern California people and adding Russ to that Southern California mix as well. And knowing that if things go our way, we have a chance. Like, there's some teams in this league that, like, no matter how well things are going, you have no chance. If things, certain things go our way, we have a chance. With Harden, without Harden, without Drew Holiday, without Drew, you know, with or whatever. Like, you know, like we could go into a season and we have a chance because of these two guys. And it seems like these two guys want to be here. They, I'm sure there's been plenty of reasons for them to not want to be here. You know, you're losing. You're getting a lot of slack on the national media. You're getting fans who are tweeting bad things about you. You have a lot of pressure to succeed. Uh, you have L.A., uh, the big brother at the crypto uh, 
basically like you know probably being more successful during during your era you know winning a championship making it to the western conference finals last year like it's just you know let's just be real about it. the lakers have been a little bit more successful not necessarily regular season success but let's just be real about it and then the fact that you had to play the early games because the lakers get the evening games like that i'm sh- there's plenty of reasons for them not want to maybe not want to be clippers but they want to be clippers and i think at the end of the day, it's been real. In my opinion, it's been great that they're here and they're still here. And hopefully, we can build off of that and win a championship with these guys. So, I just want to say that before the season starts, and I basically take back everything I just said. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like, should we move on to? Uh, I kind of want to get into Russ, but I kind of want to say Russ toward the end. Okay. Uh, because I think he he goes a little bit hand in hand with the the Morris stuff a little bit. So it's just a couple players I want to touch on before we we move on. Norman Powell still wants to be an All Star, but I think he's recognizing that his role might not be that on this team. Uh, Terrence Mann uh, says social media sucks. Uh, Zoo agreed with him. Uh, I think Ty Lue said Zoo's going to like get the ball in the post more. That's great. Uh, Terrence Mann uh, also mentioned that he wants to move to the Intuit Dome because uh, maybe they won't have a bunch of Laker fans working there, and maybe they'll treat him better. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know, like I don't, I don't know if that's like a, a requirement on the job application when you move to the Intuit Dome. I'm still, I'm sure you're still going to hire Laker fans, but uh, maybe not as many. I'm just curious about what what they're doing to be so mean to him. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure it's noticeable. Like maybe Terrence is like, "Hey, man, uh, have a good day today," and then the, the Laker workers like, "Hey, fuck you, the Clippers," and he's like, "Hey, man, I was just, I just want to say thank you for opening the door." But all right. <laughs> oh man, their HR like, must have a field day. Yeah, it's like it's like Terrence man's like, "Hey, man, uh, how was your weekend?" He's like, "Yeah, man, fuck you. I hope you get cut." It's like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, dude. I was just trying to I was just trying to make small talk. He's gonna get the same thing into it though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's gonna be from all the Clipper fans who uh when Terrence Mann wasn't <laughs> involved in these trades. It's like hey man. <laughs> uh then this kind of Let's get into Russ then. Let's get into Russ because I think that's a good transition into Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Russ, a lot of discussion about him being a leader. Uh, he hosts his own mini camp. Uh, Batum and Zoo were not there because they were out of the country. That makes sense. He ended, he handed uh, cell phones to everyone. He looks like he's really t- taken on the leadership uh, role on this team. And it doesn't mean that there has to be one leader. I just think that there's three different players now who have different ways of being a leader. And I think Russ being a 16 year vet and I, I want to throw this out there. Is he the top? Is he one of the top two players on the team? No, but you can still be the leader without being one of the top two players on the team. So there's a lot of leadership stuff. Uh, is there anything you wanted to chime on? No. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think when I heard his, uh, you know, press conference about that, when they asked him about, his qualities and he mentioned leadership all throughout Russ's career, right? We've seen him be a very vocal person and I'm looking forward to having that component on this team and while still being able to contribute, you know, both sides of the ball. He looks like he's happy to be here. Yeah. And like going to the Lakers training camp last year, we could, we could say if he was happy or not, you know, we don't be honest. We could only assume. But he looks like he's generally happy and he looks like he's really taken on a role to be like, I'm a significant part of this team. And I know that probably scares some of the fan base, mm-hmm. but I'm actually really excited looking forward to it. Like from what we saw on a small sample size last year, and now we have Russ, you know, hosting mini camps of his team and trying to build a chemistry with his squad. And then now he's going into training camp and I and like now we're gonna have a full season with him, and and like even then, like let's just say, um, let's just say he's not even playing that well or something like that. Like I do think he's still, like you said, he brings like a vocal component, and I I think I'm excited to see him be our point guard. 
yes, there was other point guards available <laughs> in this offseason that we would like, but uh I'm yeah, like like I said, uh Kings and Queens meme. Uh <laughs> you know, I'm just like oh, like watching Russ uh do all the right things. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, I like him too. Uh Russ hosted minicamp, but there was not a player in attendance. Yeah, so Batum and Zoo were out of the country. I don't know what Marcus Morris had going on, and I'm not gonna be pretend that I like, oh, maybe he did have something more important going on, right? But I do find it interesting that the entire team was there except for him. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this. He didn't talk at the presser for for being one of the players that makes the most money on the team. You have Paul, you have Kawhi, and then you have Marcus. And I don't know Norm's in that in that conversation, but to have Marcus there and not for him to have a time slotted in the pressers, I found that very interesting. I understand why, because he was going to be asked a lot of negative questions that maybe they're just doing him the solid or he's playing in China soon. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, if I, if I could, if I could, if I could just throw this out there, he literally looked like he was there for the free trip to Hawaii for training camps. He's like, oh, I get a free, I get a free vacation out of this. And then hopefully I'm cut by the end of it. Like he did not look like he wanted to be there. I saw him doing some of the most, uh, how should I say this? Like, he was doing some of the most uninspired dribbling for those photo shoots <laughs> that I've probably ever seen. The photographer was just wasting film on the guy. Like the photographer is like, oh, this guy's not going to be here. Morris knew he's not going to be here. Like they could have just skipped that whole thing. Now let's just say Morris is playing on the team. It's not like anyone's going to be like, oh man, I wish we got some Morris photos at that media day. Like Steve, I know you're, you have a lot of money, but you couldn't have probably save the photographer's time. Morris didn't have to do those uh, uninspired dribbles, but yeah, that that's my thing. He's getting a free trip to Hawaii out of it, and <laughs> maybe uh, we'll see him using a package to get another player. I don't know. He certainly looked like he was not going to be the game one starter. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he did not look like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks. I'll, like... I'll, I'll let you continue. No, no, no. It looks like he's disconnected. Like he does not want to be there anymore. Um. You know, the fact that he didn't even make it to the minicamp with Russ tells me a lot about what his teammates possibly see his role there and what they probably expect. He's going to be out and yeah. it's probably going to be a trade. So hopefully, yeah, it's going to be like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to, because I'm later on in this pod, I'm probably going to tear the front office a new one a little bit, a little tiny one, because like I said, I'm, I'm excited for this team. But how should I put this? I understand the front office probably holding on to him because his $18 million is extremely valuable when trying to get a superstar on a superstar's contract. Holding on to Morris's contract is probably one of the most important things to do. And when trying to land a star player, because he could, he himself takes up about like half of a superstar's contract almost. And then you add Rocco, who like we are, you know, Charlie Day <laughs> conspiracy. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be here either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that gets you pretty close. And then you just add other pieces. You know, if you if you just traded Morris off for nothing, then you're you're in a situation where like now you have to include Norm. Like maybe in the past you didn't want to have to, or now you have to include Terrence, or now you have to include Zoo, because you just basically cut eighteen million dollars to say. And to be honest, like yeah, you said like if he's disconnected, then let him be disconnected. I wouldn't be surprised if we start the season with him. I just think as fans, we don't want him playing significant minutes. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, if he wants to show up for the first game in street clothes, go ahead. You know, but. I'm not I'm not going to put this much emphasis on like how he looked at media day. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like you said, not showing up to Russ's thing on following the Clippers on social media, saying uh, bum ass Clipper fans, uh, almost being part of a trade for Brogdon just to find out later in the offseason that Brogdon's actually healthy and ready to go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do think it's 
there there is a fractured relationship there and we could all try to be professional about it but it he he probably shouldn't play here and, you're not yeah and i don't know if how long we could just keep an unhappy person like that i know other teams do it really well but this is probably in the two one three era where we've had an unhappy player that we're also kind of like hey, if you don't want to play you don't want to play like i know lou williams was unhappy at certain points i know montrez was unhappy and and um patrick beverly even at some points were unhappy but they still played and they still carried themselves like they wanted to be there I'm intrigued. It's like to be honest. If I saw Marcus Morris show up and he was having these uninspired dribbles, I would have been like, "Ah, it's Marcus, right?" But it's the other stuff. It's connecting the dots, connecting the red yarn, right? Of just like, it seems like he doesn't want to be here. But you know, he gets a free trip to Hawaii. That's great. <laughs> uh, I think that somewhat wraps it up for media day. Well, Is there well, anything else? What are your thoughts on the Sixers media day? Because James Harden didn't have one. And then there's more coverage from the from the ESPN regarding it, where you know, sorry for throwing this one in the loop, but um, uh, you're good. I I thought it was pretty interesting. I, uh, basically, one of them it was with Woj and a couple other analysts, and one of them pointed out where they possibly think that Daryl Morey might have the backing of Joel Embiid to mm-hmm. do what he has to do to try to get the best pieces possible. Mm-hmm. And that includes not playing with James Harden in the beginning of the season and hoping that the Clippers start off really rough to force their hand. Um, it seems like he he's still fixated on the Clippers and mm-hmm. nothing else, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else. I know, like some other teams, kind of jumped into the consideration. Not that not that they're actively trying to get James Harden, but like. Uh some of these insider people are like, oh, yeah, the Heat could possibly get him. And I think it's probably now it's that domino effect, you know, like when teams wanted Dame or they wanted Drew Holiday and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, well, they didn't get him. So now we're going to add him to the hardened sweepstakes when maybe they're not even interested at all. Right. So, yeah, because apparently, like, I, I read somewhere that James Harden's uh, plans on showing up to camp, but he's going to make things as painful as possible. And as uh, James Harden apologists, uh, sign me up, <laughs> you know, and 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 I think like a lot of the not and I understand like a lot of people have their takes on certain things. But if we're going to have a team that's probably going to start Kawhi at the four anyways, and we have 40 million dollars wrapped up in that position and you're telling me we could trade some of those guys and possibly have James Harden on the end of it, like why? What's wrong with that? And if you don't like James Harden, then it's a rental. And I understand, like, oh, we don't want to trade draft picks and Terrence Mann. I, I'm, a, I, I understand that. I'm not gonna say. I think I spent a lot of time this offseason, like, hey, who cares? Just trade it. I am getting into the the thing where it's like, all right, we've already had media day just pass us. Like, we're already at a point where we didn't get James Harden before the start of training camp. You know, so. I, I'm kind of in that like, all right, well, we're already committed to starting the year off probably without him. So let's just start the year off without him. But the more and more we go, it's like, who's going to be the most desperate at some point? And I could see the Clippers being like, eh, it might be the 76ers because you're the one who's going to be without a star. And well, we still have R2 and if they're healthy and Russ is starting the year off. And to be honest, some the first 10 games, there are some tough games in there, but it's not it's not going to be the toughest gauntlet in the league. Like the Clippers could start off pretty well. Like after last year, I shouldn't like bet my house on that, but they could. And so we'll see. seems like James Harden still really wants to come here. I feel like the Clippers mentally have been like, all right, we'll wait for the Sixers to call us then. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, uh, definitely too. Uh, and I think I read somewhere that Maury's like, hey, we understand James wants a deal and we're going to try to do what's best for him and the team. It might just be like, hey, here's Marcus Morris, Rocco, and another contract and we're offering you Terrence Mann. You don't want Terrence Mann? That's fine. Then uh, we'll give you this. And I don't know. I feel like Joel, Joel Embiid plus Maxi plus Tobias Harris plus 
whoever could still be really competitive. But if James Harden doesn't want to be there, yeah, like you said, like we made the joke last on the last podcast, like he has that hammy and he's like, ah, oh, the hammy I can't play. And then he does that jump dunk thing on the door frame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's any, anything more you want to add to it. I'm, I'm kind of, I guess we could kind of go into the other trades around the NBA. Um, sure. you know, um, those are pretty interesting. Dame got traded to the Bucks. To be honest, I don't care. He's in a different conference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just whatever about it. The, I think the key thing that happened in that deal was Drew Holiday went to the Blazers then, and then I think that kind of sp- like the light bulb went off, and the Clipper Nation was like, "All right, well." Then it then then I feel like there was two camps. There was the camp of like we want Drew Holiday, and there was the camp of like, well, we still kind of want Harden. And then there was like maybe a tiny camp that was like, I don't care, <laughs> like just just give me one of them. I was in the camp of I don't care, just give me one of them. Even though I leaned toward like uh, my 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 biggest take on it is I'm more of a fan of Harden. I would like to have a Clippers Harden jersey. I would like to watch James Harden play for my team. But I can admit that maybe Drew Holiday is a better fit. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But like, yeah, he's a two way player and stuff. But yeah, but also James Harden is gonna do a Euro step and bait uh, and foul bait, and people are gonna hate that. And I'm gonna be like, ah, man, it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh well Drew I think Sunday morning I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I woke up pissed I was more frustrated that this trade dropped while I still have to set my fantasy football teams up I was like I don't have the mental space for this right now to be worried about why we didn't get Drew Holiday and then also we have to I have to worry about uh, which tight end I'm gonna play so drew holiday goes to the celtics now the celtics have drew holiday they have kp they have tatum they have brown pretty solid team i would actually probably pick them to win the east at this point uh the bucks look good too but i don't like i said we're clipper fans we don't really care about the easter conference finals or the easter conference until we get to the finals and if we're not getting to the finals then i I really don't care so let me let me just this. Did I feel like we had a decent chance against Drew Holiday? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Drew Holiday. If we were going to throw stuff at it, then yeah, let's let's get him. We were in the conversation, but I did feel like Drew Holiday's being of Drew Holiday being available, at least put it where we had two players available. Drew Holiday is good enough to go to the 76ers and be that quote unquote star that Maury wanted. So it's like maybe we don't have enough ammunition to get Holiday, but we might have enough ammunition for the Sixers to get Holiday and we get Harden and we'll figure out how to make the Blazers happy in the process. Yeah. No, I when, definitely agree. I thought I was hoping for some some scenario like that. Um it's uh, for me it wasn't that bad because of the fact that I had money on this. So I was betting oh, against yeah, you and Jake. I owe you money. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are so confident. I was like, and I was like, man, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been let down by the Clippers before. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get excited for this. And you guys were cocky enough to do a $40 bet. And man, I'm going to enjoy those $80. Uh, it's I, not even $80. It's just 2020 and it's going to be $40. I, I felt the vibes in my bones. And yeah, I should probably go have a doctor check on that because I thought it was uh, a trade coming, but it it was not that. So uh, <laughs> it was a Tommy Z. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Also, I think it was. I think me more so was like the cool Clippers 76ers conversations with Harden seemed like they they stalled. And they can't find an agreement on that. And one of the reasons was like Maury wanted he wanted another star. And that's not the only factor, but sure. And now we have a star that the Blazers are actively trying to ship. So I was like, we either could walk away with Harden or we could walk away with Holiday. But at least there's two people available. And once Holiday went to the uh to the Celtics, 
I was like, oh, well, now we're back to square one where we have the 76ers and the Clippers who stalled conversations. We don't have a we don't have a leverage of another star available. And I know some people are like, well, the, the, the Sixers and the Clippers didn't have enough to get those players. And then that's fine. But just the pure existence of the fact that we still have to go into training camp with some of the players that we have. We didn't do anything all offseason with these guys. And yeah, like I like the team, but there's still $40 million wrapped up in a position that I'm not a fan of. And you know how much superstars cost? Roughly $40 million or plus, <laughs> you know, like, so I understand that, like, we can't just trade our scraps to get a star, but there is some ways where it's like having expiring contracts is appealing to some teams. And so, yeah. we, so it was like, if we could find a way to make it appealing and add some sugar on top of it, whether it's Terrence Mann or a draft pick, then that's, that's where I was at. You really think, uh, Lawrence Frank went to like call the trailblazers. Hey, you want this guy? Yeah. He looks young. Everyone thinks he's young. And he is young. Don't look at his age. Don't look at his documents. <laughs> like, it's like so it's just we so, didn't we didn't we didn't have the capacity or we didn't have anything to offer the Trailblazers for Drew Holiday. But I was hoping for a three-way trade in which they would get one of our picks and you know Sixers pick and they would get Drew Holiday and we would get James Harden. I felt like that was the best situation. But mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure those calls when they were calling were probably for those. Um, but it just Celtics were more hungry and they had more assets. So they they beat us. I feel like I don't know if this report was true, but apparently the Clippers were leading the discussions going into Sunday and the Celtics offered something on Friday or something and they didn't want to include a certain player or something like that. And then on Sunday they called and said, yeah, well, fine, fine we'll just give you the player. Mm hmm. And now we, uh, and then now we're without Drew Holiday or our, uh, Harden route of getting or you know using Drew Holiday to get Harden. So we're back positives. at square one. But positives Positive. are they're in the East Coast now, so yeah, um, we don't have to deal with that. The the West is already tough enough, so yeah, they need game I, on the Sixers or something. I need game somewhere else. And I want to throw something out there. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is now in Portland and he looks like he's legitimately happy to be there. And I think having two years of talking to Chris Paul, like making small talk with Chris Paul and Devin Booker is going to do that to you. Like, I, I, I just think like, uh, it's, I think it's really good for his mental health. Yeah. He probably won't be in an NBA finals. He's, he has a better chance of being in an NBA finals as a Suns player than he does as a Blazers. But I'm, I'm happy that he's in a fresh place and he doesn't have to. Uh, have conversations with Devin Booker every day. So I just want to throw that out there. He does look happy. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I'm happy for him. So good yeah. luck. So we're still, we still have this team. We still have players that we're not quite sure. Uh, Nick Batum kind of threw out the whole, like, like the like retirement came up and he kind of mentioned, uh, like, yeah, it's, I've been in the league for like 16 years or something like that. And this is the final year of my contract. And he kind of just left it at that. Um, And and some other note, I'm just thinking of stuff off the top of my head. Kawhi mentioned that he might want to play for the Olympic team next year. And I was like, you know what? What I, what, what I really like about that more so is like every year Team USA goes and we don't have a whole lot of Clipper representatives on the mm-hmm. USA team. And I think like... For someone who also likes U.S. soccer, I always thought, like, oh, I'd get a, a USA basketball jersey I could wear, and I could wear it to the soccer game or a basketball game or whatever. And I was like, yeah, if Kawhi plays for that team, then at least I could buy a USA Kawhi jersey. So yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I know that's, like, a very, like, Brian thing, but I was like, yeah, I like that. Or if Paul George goes, same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, he needs to stay healthy for that, and I would prefer if we won a championship before he decided to play in the offseason, risking more chance of injury, but I think uh, I'm going to put my patriotic card on and be like, hey, or my patriotic hat on and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I want you to go play for the Olympic team, Kawhi. (laughs) I agree with you. Do you have any more thoughts? Uh, We're going to go back to being weekly uh, after this episode. We have preseason games coming up. Uh, but yeah, you have any thoughts before we we go? No, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys 
with the exception of Marcus Morris. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? Marcus Morris has a chance to do the funniest thing this year and to make me eventually root for him. Like he, he has a chance to just be like that secret weapon on our bench that we all wanted to be gone. And now he's like the coolest guy. He has a chance to do the funniest shit ever this season. And we're all like, Oh man, we want this guy out. And turns out to be like their third best player or something. So, uh, <laughs> doubt, but <laughs> just, he has, he has a chance to do the funny shit ever. It would be hilarious. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope that like Ty Lu pats him on the shoulder as he's walking by him on the plane to Hawaii and he goes, Hey, you have a chance to do the funniest shit ever. <laughs> and more, more is like, what? He's going to hit a three, make it. And then do the mellow three. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be just complete ass after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I it's like uh I bet you, like Marcus Morris is gonna have like the schedule in front of him while he's on the plane. He's like, oh man, all right, you know, this is my last season to prove it. And then Tyler's just gonna like point at the Laker games, like, hey, that's what you're here for. Just that you're gonna you're gonna give us the best 15 minutes you've ever had to to close that game. And then after that, you could go back to I don't know watching Kansas basketball or something. Remember, we're, we're okay. Um. Uh, you can find our pod wherever you find your pods. Uh, uh, you can find us on on X at LA Clips Forum. Uh, we have a new logo. It's it used to be the San Diego colors, and now it's the regular LA black, red, and blue colors. So, uh, let us know if let us know if you missed the San Diego colors because maybe someday we'll be like, you know what, this transition wasn't worth it. We'll go back to the San Diego colors, but I don't know. So far, we've heard positive things, but if you if you hate us, let us know. We would, we, yeah, it looks really nice. I personally would be offended if you do, so don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like I always say, any, you guys could be doing anything with your time, but you're listening to us, and we appreciate it. Uh, I think we're out. Later.